Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the How to Raise Money podcast with me, Ray McLennan. And it's with me, Nigel T. Best. Raymondo, how the devil are you, sir? I am good, Nigel. The sun is shining and the weather is warm. Uh, I have 5G. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the countryside, but I've got a great signal. Um, I am not at home. I'm not sitting in front of a laptop or anything like that. I am actually, we're recording this as I sit in a lay-by. <laughs> that shows you how good modern technology can be doesn't it really yeah I mean, it it does at times i mean there is some interest in that but i wouldn't rate it too highly oh is that a clue for what the episode's about today ray oh hey wonder i wonder yeah um we're going to talk about well what have we had 14 interest rate rises um in the last you know year and a bit and are there is there more to come? I mean, the next one's in September. We are recording this. We're in August 2023. Um, the next one is due in September. The Monetary Committee will meet. Will they, will they go up? Will they go down? Um, people who remember Bruce Forsyth doing play a card track would go, is it higher? Is it lower? We don't know. Anyway, um, we don't know if it's going to be higher or lower. Uh, and, and nobody can really make any predictions about where these things are going to go. What you can do, though, however, and the purpose of this podcast is to plan, plan ahead and think about all the things, because when you're looking to raise money, as we do constantly, Nigel, and as we work with other people to do constantly, it's not just about having the ability to raise the money from private individuals or from family offices, that sort of thing. But, you know, the banks that we you know the banks are a source of money. There are many, many lenders out there, not just banks. There are many, many other secondary lenders who specialize, such as development finance or, or you know, vendor finance or asset finance. There's all sorts of things, you know, Bibi factoring to, to quote a company, um, which is factoring through, uh, you know, equipment and other things that you might have. So there's all sorts of different ways. But what they all have in common is an agreement and a term and an interest rate. They've all got that in common. Now, we can debate the merits of whether that's a financial instrument or not in another episode, which we definitely will talk about, um, getting some interesting things on that coming through. Um, but when you sign a loan agreement or when you agree a loan agreement, you usually get the, uh, the offer, first of all. And we spoke about this in previous episodes where you get the offer and the offer says, here's what we're going to give you. This will be the amount. This is the drawdown date. That's the interest rate. And you've got until... 4 p.m. on the 22nd or whatever it is to accept this offer. And those deadlines, uh, you know, that used to be a mortgage offer was valid for three months. I'm getting people now that are getting mortgage offers valid for a couple of weeks, three weeks. Well, that's no good if you've got lawyers and surveyors and everybody else get coming into the mix that will drag the time of things out. But um, all of these things you've got to look out for and plan for. Um, so, should you be planning for an interest rate rise? The answer is absolutely yes. Of course you should. Uh, because then if it comes down, well, that's a bonus. But if it goes up, you're caught out. So um, interest rate rises, are we? have we seen the end of them? Probably not. But again, we don't know because it depends on things. I mean, for example, in the United Kingdom where we're recording this, and thank you to all our listeners around the world and in Australia and Ulaanbaatar, um, we see you and we know you're there and uh, we appreciate you. But um, in the United Kingdom, we have inflation and the inflation rate took a surprising dip downwards. Mm. 
um, from what they thought it was going to be. And will that have an impact on interest rates? Well, you know, it, it will. They, they take all these things into consideration. But um, what I am surprised by, Nigel, you probably are as well, I think we've discussed this before, is how the, the powers that be talk about inflation as if it magically appeared out of nowhere. We didn't see that one coming, you know. We just no. pumped billions into the economy, um, but never saw that one coming. And no. um, people, I, I think we've mentioned this before, but why do why do property prices keep rising? Why do things? Because if you're a bank manager and you've got money to lend, you're going to lend it to someone that's got that wants to buy a house because it's more secure than lending it to someone that wants to start up a craft brewery, for example. You know. So you're hedging your bets there. So, of course, all the money in the economy, I think it's like 80% of it, goes into property in the British economy um, when it really, really should be going into startup, scale-ups, that sort of thing. But that's another story for another day. So interest rates, yes. Lots of other charges we're going to talk about, yes. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, Ray, I always like it when these world leaders get together at these uh, places like Davos or or whatever, you know, and, and they gather and their cars pull up, you know, and they make that funny uh -huh noise as the cars pull up, the doors fall off, uh, the bonnet sort of comes up, steam rises from it, and they, they climb out and they've got those size 58 sh red shoes on. <laughs> they've got enormous pants with braces over their shoulders and big red noses and flowers that squirt water. I mean, quite honestly, Ray, they are a bunch of clowns. And they take us all for fools the way that they try and stitch us up with everything. I mean, just, just today, Ray, outrage that the bosses of companies have paid themselves an average of 16% pay rise. Now, yeah, that's not a great PR stunt when you're telling your staff to only take 5%. But why? how come they've suddenly got all this money when uh, everything is so tight? Oh, it wouldn't be because they've been you know, inflating their prices and, and charging more to uh, everyone else in the country. Of course it is. Of course it is. Every one of these companies is making record profits. And when you talk about interest rates and inflation, they are just levers to basically screw the rest of us. Um, it, it's, well, inflation is a tax. It's a tax, Nigel. Let's be it, perfectly it is. frank and, about and it. Yeah. You, you look back in history, whenever a government has borrowed enormous sums of money which they did it in two tranches obviously the uh, credit crunch and then uh covid um inflation helps in the repayment of massive debt uh mm -hmm. it just erodes it it's just the way that it works and inflation also puts everything up and your tax take uh actually increases as well so there's a double benefit for any government to uh, when they've got massive uh borrowing um to to not bother about inflation to to let it go you know to hell with the people they're not bothered mm. um they're they're also um intellectual dwarfs as well when it comes to these sort of things um because uh you know they they haven't got a grasp of what goes on or an understanding or they are you know your amateur theatrical society who is who is acting out um you know playing dumb mm. um and I, i've just listened to some uh i just went to get a coffee and there was a daytime tv and there was someone who was outraged at something and i just thought <laughs> oh my goodness me you um 
you are displaying a fundamental lack of understanding of all the issues and you are you know if it goes if anyone questions you beyond your seven second soundbite you haven't got a clue what you're talking about and it it showed because somebody said something and they obviously weren't on auto cue and then they flustered to try and ask a question and i thought well you haven't listened to the person you don't understand the issues and you can't ask a sensible question so sure enough um they probably I'll went along you. the lines of oh <laughs> weren't the lionesses unlucky to lose the world cup or something yeah. you know just completely changed the subject. Then it sounds like you've taught, you've got a perfect uh, politician there, Nigel. Well, that must have, that person must be a perfect politician. Oh, didn't, yeah. answer, didn't listen. Didn't listen. Didn't answer the question. Yeah, <laughs> and, and just deflects onto something else. Absolutely. You know, I actually think um, they do know what they're talking about. A lot of the time, they absolutely do know what they're talking about. But they are. There seems to be some kind of um, hold over people. You know, there's some kind of, um, I mean, when you read back through politics and all the rest of it, there are many, many stories of uh, backbenchers who are kept in line by the whips. You know, there's the name. They get whipped into line um, because of some dirt they have on them or something like that. Um, you know, um, yeah, it's. I think they do know what they're doing. Politicians do, but they're they're forbidden from talking outside a particular circle. They're forbidden, you know, by by whatever they're being whipped into. Because the number of times you've seen an absolute U-turn from a politician is, is you know, it's, it's well, there's a lot of them. Um, so I'll tell I, you what, Ray, never mind U-turn, most politicians have never got off the roundabout. They nah, just well, go, nah. you know, which way should we go today? Yeah. Ray, I think on these things, I, I agree with you in terms of, I think there's, there's several layers several levels of people, layers of the organization, if, if you want to call the country an organization. And there's those that know, there's those that think they know, and those that don't even know they should know. And, mm -hmm. you know, depending on who you're talking to, you'll get a much more crafted or, or, you know, fuller explanation or avoidance of answering. And and so when it comes to interest rates and uh, inflation, I mean, they're talking about, right, the old thing, let's crank up inflation, um, crank up in interest rates so that we can put a squeeze so people don't feel they've got enough money and uh, spending will slow down and that'll help inflation by easing off on demand. The fact that they've knackered supply um, is, is one thing that they never mention. And then the other thing is, you know, when they're talking about sticking up uh, interest rates, well, I've I've got a friend who... Uh, not that long ago, wrote a report. It was pre-interest rate rises, wrote a report on the mortgage market. And the report was basically what happens if interest rates go up. And what he found was most people had not been offered uh, mortgages uh, on two-year, three-year deals for a number of years if they couldn't afford it, if interest rates went to 5 or 6%. So it had already been factored into them getting the borrowing um, in order that they could afford it if interest rates went up. So when they said, oh, we've put interest rates up and it's not stopping spending, it's because people had already been factored into this and they'd only been given mortgages on the basis that they'd flexed it or interest rate cover if you've got um, uh, rent coverage, uh, you know, on, on mortgage repayments, if you've got buy-to-lets and things like that. So it already been factored in. And all you found that was, uh, well, what what are people going to cut back on? Well, I 
saw someone smoking and not long ago and i said how much is a pack of fags is it about five or six quid and and they just stared at me as if i'd stepped off a different planet and they they said they're about 15 pounds for a pack of cigarettes you're kidding me no i thought you were going to say eight quid (laughs) and, and i and i went what and you've got people who um have potentially have money so netflix subscriptions other subscriptions um if you go to any any city center or any shopping center where it has you know f- typical food places um there's a big one here near me and they have screened off about 40 car park spaces just for the uber eats just eat people to come and collect and if you sit there and I, I sat there for about an hour whilst I was um, waiting for my phone to be fixed. And so obviously I couldn't look at my phone. So I'm look, observing what's going on. And the number of people on e-bikes with those big boxes on their back going into the takeaways and, and cycling off, uh, it was constant. And I just thought, right, hang on, hang on. Maybe we do have the money. Maybe we're just spending it on stupid things. And mm. honestly, getting a sausage roll delivered to your house, quite frankly, folks, is stupid. And as far as I'm concerned, your interest rate should be a thousand percent because that <laughs> is nonsense. You know, yeah. when people th- there seems to be no categorizing between necessity and stupidness and people are still <laughs> opting for stupid. And unfortunately, I don't think inflation or interest rates is going to work because I just don't think people get it. And we've got into a society where, um, you know, one of the best businesses you can have is gambling, which is Mm. nuts. You're allowed to advertise gambling on TV and radio. We must be mad. Um, And then, you know, have a look at the adverts. What are the adverts? Fast food, gambling, and, you know, suing somebody for falling Mm. over, which was probably your own fault anyway. Um, (laughs) You know, and it's and it's the, well, these at, at the risk of, it's, at, it's madness. It's <laughs> madness. And interest rates and inflation, they're not going to solve our problems. It's us being sensible that's going to solve our problems. So folks, yeah. if you want to just cut away, just just woosah, woosah <laughs> it for a minute and just realize you can't change the world. All you can do is change the bit that you're in. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to interest rates and inflation, make it as as penal as you want for your particular deal make it as difficult as you want but also then just say right i'm going to ignore all the nonsense that goes on around me and i'm just going to focus on what i am trying to do here and i think you know that that's the only way you can go because the world the world is is going is going crazy absolutely going crazy last year when i was in america for all our american friends i was um over uh what September last year and I turned the telly on and um, by, uh, you know, within about 15 minutes, I had about eight diseases I never knew existed. And I'm fairly certain I had every one of them, but thank God there was a solution for each and every one of them. Uh, I'm now subscribing. It's costing me $30,000 a day for all these subscriptions (laughs) to these mythical diseases, but it was just like, wow, your TV was as crackers as ours. Over here, we want you to, um, you know, gamble and eat um, and then throw your arms up in horror when the NHS can't afford to 
fix you for for your terrible <laughs> lifestyle choices and what have you. Um, and over in America, yeah, you get uh, you get a disease you've never heard of. Um, it's amazing. Uh, so the world is going crackers, and, and thank God, thank the God, there's only us... there's me and you who who are sane. <laughs> At the risk of this becoming the two guys from the Muppet Show, <laughs> Stadler and Waldorf, <laughs> we've got, you know, we're we're talking about interest rates, so we're talking about hidden costs, hidden charges, that sort of thing. So yeah, when it comes to raising money, you're going to have these hidden costs, hidden charges. You've got to look out for them. You've got to um, work out what will happen when they do go higher, which they may do, uh, and you've got to look out for that. And and other hidden charges. Um, I mean, we saw a deal completing there recently and the legal fees on it were ridiculous because it had taken so long. Um, but but the, the length of it uh, was partly down to the law firm and their delays. So having pushed back against that, and, and again, people listening to this, always push back against legal fees. They will, they, they, if you push back hard enough, shout and scream loud enough, threaten to send the law society or whatever it is, they will reduce them, you know, somewhat. Um, they're maybe not going to cut them in half, but they're certainly going to, you know, they're going to reduce them because uh, it was, quite frankly, it was ridiculous. So you've got all these hidden costs, hidden charges, depending on where you get the loan from. And interest rates is only one of them. So you've got to allocate a certain percentage of the amount that you're going to borrow towards all these hidden, all these hidden costs. Now, that used to be around about 5%. And I don't mean 5% interest rate. I mean, 5% of the amount you're borrowing tended to go on hidden costs. Um, and I think recently that's gone up to about 8%. So it's creeping up the way, a bit like inflation and a bit like, um, you know, commodity prices are going up. Uh, the, the price of borrowing money, not just the interest rate, is going up as well. And you have to take that into consideration. Um, but again, over the coming few weeks and months in other podcast episodes, we're going to have an answer to some of that and how that can be offset. But um, so interest rate, next lot, will they go up? Will they go down? Um, I would have said well, they'd go well, up, but with inflation and various other things being down, it looks like they're, they're having an excuse to lower them. But let's not be under any illusion. Interest rates, uh, sorry, inflation is like a tax. It is a tax on doing business. And there are enough taxes as it is, um, which are just, you know, utterly crazy now. The amount of money people are paying in taxes is going up and up and up. So you owe it to yourself to look at mitigating taxes, reducing taxes, wherever you can. Um, there's a thing called the DOTAS, which is a de declaration of tax avoidance scheme, which you want to try and avoid getting into. There's nothing wrong with um, avoiding taxes, but you cannot evade them. Uh, you're allowed to reduce your tax base, wherever you can. And that's a big factor. You know, it's a big, big factor that some people overlook. For example, um, I'm seeing some evidence of developers who are now creating non-statutory trusts to hold property. Um, and that has some tax advantages. Take a look at the classification of the building that you're you're in. That can have some tax advantages. There's, there's a whole host of things. We've done tax um, podcasts in the past. We've got specialists who deal in tax again if you're listening to this and you think well i have a few tax challenges i'd like to speak to a specialist give us a give us an email shout out hello at htrmoney.co.uk and just put in the subject line tax help or whatever help you would like whether it's with stamp duty or capital allowances or any other any other taxes um let us know and we might be able to put you in the right direction Okay, there's a lot more I could say, Nigel, but at the risk of being the second guy in the balcony on the Muppets, um, I'll probably uh, not. But 
you know, you're right. What you say is absolutely right. I've noticed a fundamental change in things. Um, you're right with the deliveries and all the rest of it. I've seen people, you know, I've been in a shop where a delivery driver's come in and picked up milk, bacon and eggs to deliver to someone's house. Now, I don't know what their circumstances are, but the delivery charge is like five quid or something, um, depending on what you're getting. It's crazy. Talking to my kids last night, and they were wanting, to, they wanted to, you know, oh, can we get a pizza? We haven't had a pizza for ages delivered. Um, and I said, well, how, I don't even know how much it is. How much was it? Twenty quid. Twenty quid. I'm starting to sound like my dad here, but it's just flour and water. It's flour and water and a bit of tomato paste. What the hell's wrong with you? Um, so uh, no, we didn't. We didn't do that. <laughs> we did not do that. But yes, you're absolutely right. Look at all the hidden costs when it comes to raising money. It's not just interest rates. It's all the other hidden costs. Um, we do have a checklist on that. I certainly do. Uh, so if you're looking for what is the checklist of these hidden costs, again, send us an email. Hello at htrmoney.co.uk and just in the subject line, put checklist for hidden costs and we will be able to respond to you. Um, we have had a few emails through in the last few weeks. We've also had offers of sponsorship. Um, from people, all of which we look at carefully. If you notice, this podcast is advert-free, ladies and gentlemen, and um, shall remain advert-free if uh, if we can help it. Because um, when I listen to podcasts, I'm not particularly keen on the ad breaks or the stop for a sponsor. You know, we've got a message from a sponsor type thing. I'm not terribly keen on all that, but I can understand why people do it. Um, but we've managed to run a fairly tight ship for the last number of years. Um, very, <laughs> incredibly using some wonderful software that Nigel has uh, has found and used. So you can run a podcast uh, for a number of years and not uh, not be expensive, and especially um, with the reach that we've got, which is quite good. So without any further ado, that is it, Hidden Costs. This has been the How to Raise Money podcast with me, Ray McLennan. And me, Nigel T. Best. Ray, I'm off to take a, is it one of the blue pills or the red pills? I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, we'll... We'll see you again soon, folks. Bye-bye.